Welcome to Legacy Church. Thank you for joining us in our journey to see our potential in Christ become a legacy in our community. We hope that you are encouraged by this word from Pastor Chad Owens and pray that you will walk away with something incredible from your time here with us. I'm excited about next Sunday. We're starting a new message called Protect This House. Uh, we're going to be talking about fear and uh, you know, unforgiveness and all, all these things that paralyze us in our life that we all deal with. Amen. So we're going to be talking about that next, beginning next Sunday, protecting this house and, and understanding that God's doing something in your life. But, uh, but we also know and understand that the devil also wants to come along and stop what God's doing. If it's through fear or worry or unforgiveness or whatever's going on in our life, we're going to be talking about that next Sunday. So invite a friend to come with you to church and, because it's going to be a fantastic day. If you have your Bibles this morning, um, I want you to turn to, let me see here, Luke, excuse me, John chapter 6. Starting with verse 13. It's up on the screen if you don't have your Bibles or right there available in your Bible app this morning. If there's any typos or any uh, punctuation errors or any of that stuff on the Bible app, guess who did it? Me. Uh, so just disregard all of those things. If it's terrible English or whatever, it's my fault. Logan usually does it, but he didn't have time to do it this week. And so if there's any, anything wrong with it, you can blame me. Is that okay? All right. Good. All right. So, uh, I was just thinking about this message this week, and um, how, many, how many of you guys like Sonic? Raise your hand if you like Sonic. Big fans of Sonic. One of the favorite things that Teresa and I do sometimes is, uh, I don't know if all Sonic's, Sonic restaurants do this, but I know the one over in East Gasden does this. They have a, a special on the menu called the Brown Bag Special. You ever got it before? It's two cheeseburgers, two tater tots, and two drinks. Praise the Lord. <laughs> and we eat all of it, and we enjoy all of it. Wonderful. It's really cheap, but it's, it's just great food, and I don't know why I'm telling you that this morning, but I am letting you know our eating habits. Is, they're not that really that great. At least mine's not. Hers is better than mine is. Um, but I want to share just a message to you this morning simply called the Brown Bag Special. One of the greatest challenges that I face in my life, I don't know about you, is sometimes that I just feel inadequate in the kingdom. I don't feel like I have enough. I don't feel like I'm good enough. There's times that I battle that with my life. I don't feel like that, um, that I have what it takes to, be, to do the job that God's called us to do. And that's, so that's a, that's a battle that sometimes I face in my life. It's gotten a lot better than it, than it used to be in my life. But that's a battle that I face in my life is being insecure and making sure that, 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 that I'm doing exactly what God's called me to do. Because there's sometimes that I don't feel adequate enough to do what he's calling me to do. But I've also learned this, that my resources are limited. That my resources are limited. But what I've learned out through the years that when my resources are limited, God's resources are not limited. That whatever I need, wherever I lack in my life, wherever I come short in my life, guess who shows up and finishes forward? God. That wherever I battle the most, wherever I lack the most in my life, when my resources come to an end, God's resources pick up and they carry on. God, we serve a God that, is, that has a, uh, an unlimited amount of resources. The problem is sometimes we don't tap into those resources, but they're available to us. They're, they're, they're right there available to us to, to, for us to take and, and to do the things that God's called us to do because there's sometimes in our life that we fall short. Actually, there's a lot of times that I fall short. There's probably more times that I fall short than not fall short. But I know and understand that through my life that God is my resource, that God has everything that I need in my life to do, to, to, 
to fulfill the calling that God's placed on my life, that, that when I tap into his resources, there's things that begin to happen in my life that where I fall short if I'm not tapped into his, into his presence. Um, got a couple of verses I want to share with you this morning. I hope they encourage you about uh, where you are in your life. 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 8, it says this. And God is able to bless you abundantly. Look at your neighbor and say, abundantly. So that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. Anything that you need of. So it, God will bless you abundantly so that in all things and at all times. Somebody say amen. amen. That whenever I need God, he's available. Whenever I need him in my life, he's available. He's right there. It's almost like he's, he's waiting for me to, to, to realize that, that I need him in my life, that I cannot do everything by myself. That he, It's like he's waiting for me to get to that point where I stop so he can begin. Because he has unlimited resources that at all times in my life, in all things, God's going to be able to give me what I need. Luke chapter 12, verses 24 says this, Consider the ravens. They do not sow or reap. They have no storeroom or barn, yet God feeds them. How much, more, uh, how much more valuable you are than the birds? Look at your neighbor and say, you're more valuable than the birds. God is taking care of you. God take, looks at his, his creation, his animals, and he takes care of them. But you are the greatest creation that he's ever seen. You are. So he takes care of you whenever you lack, whenever you need in your life. God says, I'm right there to give it to you if you'll just receive it in Jesus' name. Matthew 6, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you as well. Teresa and I had the opportunity to go to a conference this past week down in Florida at a church where we have some dear friends that are on staff. And what I loved about being at this church, and it was just a little bit overwhelming sometimes, and, and, of all, and all the stuff that was there. It's a, it's a church probably of, um, that they had probably three services on Sunday morning. There's probably... Five to 6,000 people that attend that one service. But out of that service, there's been seven other churches that have been planted. And so we were able to go and sit in this conference and listen to all these wonderful teachings. But what I loved about being in, at, that uh, at that church is that the unlimited resources that were available to us. They said, hey, take whatever you need and use it at your church. If it doesn't work, throw it away. That's what I like about it. That's the way church should be. We're not in competition with other churches around in this area. We're not trying to outdo any other church in this area. We're all in this thing together. We're all one body of Christ, one big church that's trying to, to reach out to the community and, and to save those that are lost. And if there's something that we have that somebody else can use, by far use it because it's not mine anyway. God just loans it to me. And so they, they said, listen, take whatever you need. Unlimited resources were available to us. And I think that's great because it, they had from, from a church of 100 to a church of 1,000, they said, just whatever works for you, use it. And I thought, man, that, that's incredible. God, help us to be that way. Help us not to be selfish, that we hold on to the things that you've given us, God, and not give it out to anybody else. If they need it, let's give it. Because there's, there's needs in our life. There's needs that I have in my life where people have stepped in and helped me in, a, in that moment because God gave them something to give to me. And so, when somebody, listen, when somebody's trying to give you something, don't rob them of their blessing. Because what happens is we sometimes will get to that point where we're, we're kind of, so, I, no, that's okay, I'm not, I don't want to take that. 
But it could be in that moment where God is trying to get to bless you, but he's also trying to bless the person who's trying to give it to you. So don't push him away. Receive it in Jesus' name. Because you're, you're going to be blessed, but they're going to be blessed as well. So we have a certain amount. We have all these resources that's available to us. And God gives it to us. And God says, listen, I'm going to pour it into your life, but I want you to pour it into somebody else's life. You see, we never know what God will ask of us. We never know when he will ask it. We never know ahead of time what will happen when he does. And we never know how the Lord will take our little and use it to provide for the needs of others. We don't know when's God, when God's going to ask it. We don't know when God's going to give it to us. We don't know the timing of those things. We just know when God gives it to us, he says, take it and, and use it. Because there's a reason why I'm giving it to you, is I want you to take what I've given you, and I want you to, to use it wherever you go. Unlimited resources God's given us. So John chapter 6, very famous story in the Gospels, starting with verse, thir- uh, excuse me, starting with verse 1. It says this, Some time after this, Jesus crossed to the far shore of the Sea of Galilee, that is, the Sea of Tiberias. And a great crowd of people followed him because they saw the signs that he had performed by healing the sick. Jesus went up on the mountainside and he sat down with his disciples. The Jewish Passover festival was near. When Jesus looked up and he saw the crowd coming toward him, he said to Philip, Where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? He asked this to test him, for he already had in mind what he was going to do. Philip answered, It would take more than a half year's wages to buy enough bread for each one of us to have a bite. Another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. Here's a boy with five small loaves of uh, barley loaves and two small fish. But how far will they go among so many? Jesus says, have the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place. And they sat down, about 5,000 just men that were there that day. There were other women and children also there. Then Jesus took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed it to those who were seated as much as they wanted. He did the same with the fish. When they had all had enough to eat, he said to his disciples, Gather the pieces that are left over, let nothing be wasted. So they gathered them all, uh, so they gathered them and filled twelve baskets with their pieces of, of the five barley loaves left over by those who had eaten it. I love this story because Jesus' fame and and his popularity was spreading throughout the region because Jesus was doing something that nobody had ever seen. I mean, he was healing people. People had not seen that before. People had not experienced that kind of thing that was happening during that time. And so there was a crowd following Jesus everywhere he went. It was like he was constantly surrounded by a crowd of people. Everywhere he was going, everywhere he was doing, there was always a crowd of people around him. And what I thought about was this, is that in in those moments where Jesus had a crowd of people around them, God had set those moments up. Why? Because he was about to minister to those people. Because Jesus had tapped into God's unlimited resources. And he came to this earth to feed and to minister and to help people when they were in need. So Jesus, in those moments when there was a crowd of people around him, he took opportunity to what? To teach and to bless, and to feed. You see, what I love about that story is this. Jesus, before that, was willing to give up everything to take care of the needs of people. That in that moment, when he left heaven, he was willing to leave everything to come to this earth to take care of the needs of people. And what I love about that is this. No one made him do it. 
that he willingly gave his life to go and to feed the sheep, to take the resources that God had planted in his life and to distribute it among people that he would come in contact with. That's what God's called you and I to do, is take the resources that God has for us and to distribute it among the people that we come in contact with every single day. Now, you may not have crowds of people around you all the time. You may not have people trying to knock down your door at home, but you have a circle of people that you see every single day. And what God's saying is this, take those resources that I've given you and unleash them to, to touch their life, to minister to those people, because that's what Jesus did. He took every opportunity to do those things. Can you imagine the conversation? This is just my mind thinking of the conversation between God and Jesus before he left. God was looking down and he was seeing this earth and how perverted and how dirty it was and how dirty the people had become. And Jesus was looking down and saying, hey, God, hey, Father, I'll go. I'll I'll go down there. I will go down and help. I will go down and feed. I will go down and and minister. I will go down and heal because that's what they need. You've given me the resources. Just let me go. Just release me and let me go minister and do what you've called me to do. And so there's several things that I want to show you this morning. And I want to tell you this this morning. I got four points. So just, I know, I know you're used to two and three, but I've got four this morning. So just hang on. Number one is this. This is what I saw when I read this scripture. Number one, if, you, if we will feed them, God will send them. If we will feed them, God will send them. Look at verses 1 through 3. It says, Sometime after this, Jesus crossed to the far shore of the Sea of Galilee, and a great crowd of people followed him because they saw the signs he had performed by healing the sick. Jesus went up on the mountainside, and he sat down with his disciples. You see, people everywhere in that moment, people in those areas and those regions where Jesus was going and walking and ministering, people wanted to be in the presence of Jesus. People wanted to be around him. Why? Because when you're around him, you get to experience physical benefits, such as healing. Not only do you get to experience physical benefits, but you get to have spiritual benefits, like listening to the word of God being preached. But not only that, but you also get to see the social benefits of it. Why? Because you get to be in the presence of God. Because at that time, it was a popular thing to do. Wherever Jesus was going, there was crowds of people all around him at all the time. So people were, getting the, people were getting healed. People were being ministered to. People were being filled. All of these things were, were taking place. Why? Because Jesus took the resources that God gave him and he distributed among the people. He sat down on the mountainside that day and he began to look at his people. And what did he see? He saw a bunch of people that needed something. Like they were sheep without a shepherd. And I want to tell you this morning, for some of you here today, and I said it when I was praying, for some of you, you need to learn to rest in the holy presence of God. Your job is very demanding. People want a lot from you. People people are, are at your door all the time wanting something, wanting something, wanting something. What I feel like God's telling us this morning is you better learn to rest because you're going to burn out. You better take time to get in his presence. You better take time to, to, uh, to, to, to allow God to give you his resources that he needs in your life. Not only to fulfill you through that day, but to fulfill what God's trying to do through you. We need to learn to rest. Jesus had times of rest. He sat down on the mountainside with his disciples. And I can imagine they're just sitting there. And he's like, hey guys, look. Do you see all of those people? I've come to take care of those people. But guess what? I don't want to do it by myself, so that's why I called you to follow me. Because one day I'm not going to be here. 
You're going to carry on the name. You're going to carry on the church. And so you're going to learn through what I'm doing now that one day you're going to be able to take the resources that I'm going to put in your life now and you're going to be able to distribute among the people. He was teaching them. He was sitting down talking with them. Why? There's benefits of being in God's presence. There's benefits of being here this morning. You may be tired. You may have had a, a long week. But listen, you can come and rest in God's presence. That's a benefit that you get to have when you're in His presence. There's benefits when we go to God. There's benefits when we're allowed, uh, when we get into His presence. There's benefits when we get along with God in our life. You see, the people were willing to travel to where Je wherever Jesus was. It didn't matter the distance. I'm telling you this morning, if there was a healing somewhere in this nation today, I guarantee if you had a problem in your life, you would not be afraid to travel to where Jesus was. And that's what they did. People traveled to get to where he was. Why? Because there were so much things that were happening, so many great things that were happening in their life. And so this morning, what I feel like Jesus is saying to us is this, is, is get refreshed, rest. Jesus saw the crowd that was hungry. you got to understand there was no such things as Publix back in the day. There was no Walmart super centers. There was no Dollar General. There was no Winn-Dixie. There was none of those things. And so Jesus took what was available to him and he began to feed and he began to touch people's lives. Jesus took the advantage of the opportunity that was provided to him by his father. Jesus was looking for an opportunity. He was looking for an opportunity to feed his people. As he sat on the mountainside that day, he was tired. Can you imagine having people around you all the time? People pushing on you and hanging on you and trying to get you to you all the time. He was tired. He needed some rest. But in that moment of being tired, he still ministered. He still took the resources that God gave him in his life and he began to distribute among the people there that day. God wants to give us opportunities in our life to minister to people. He was wanting, he was wanting us to know that if we will feed them, he will send them to us. Guys, I want to tell you this morning, if God sends the people to us, are we willing to feed them? Are we willing to feed them? Because if we will feed them, then there will be a connection made. Just being and having that benefit that God's given us, if, God will, if we will feed them, He will send them to us. He was wanting them to understand the reason why He came to earth, and that was to take care of the people and to feed them. As He makes it to the land, there's this crowd of people right there waiting for them to be fed, and He sees them. And he begins to minister to them as Jesus always does. So number one is this. If we will feed them, God will send them. Number two, don't doubt what you've been given in your life. Don't doubt what you've been given in your life. Look at verses 5, 6, and 7. It says this. When Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming towards him, I love this because he leaned over to Peter or to Philip and he says these famous words, where shall we buy these bread for the, for the people to eat? He asked this only to test him, for he already had in mind what he was going to do. Philip answered, it would take more than a half year's wages to buy enough bread for each one to have a bite. Another teaching moment. I love it because he, Jesus sees the crowd that was standing there, knowing that, that, that there's not any food that Philip has to feed these people. And in a joking way, he leans over to Philip and he says, hey, Philip, where are we going to get food? Where are we going to get this food, Philip? How, what's going to happen but he was teaching something, he was teaching Philip something that day. It was this, that our resources, even though we may not see it in our life, it's still available to us. It's there. You may not see it, Philip, but I'm telling you, it's there. And I'm going to prove to you that it's there. And so they're sitting there and he's just joking around. And what happens is this. What I thought about in that moment is that when Jesus turns to us, 
and asked us to do it, what happens? That's when doubt comes in. Right? That's when we begin to doubt ourselves. We begin to doubt what we have in our life. That, because automatically we think that we don't have enough or that we're not good enough or the things in our life can't touch someone else's life. Jesus looked at Peter, uh, to Philip in that moment just like he looks at us. When Jesus looks to us and asks us to go, we automatically begin to doubt whether or not we can do it. But you see, if Jesus had just not said anything to Philip and just walked out to the crowd and grabbed the lunch from the little boy, then you know what? They would have doubted that day because they were watching Jesus perform the miracle. But when he looked to Philip, he said, Philip, what are we going to do? I don't know. Why are you asking me? That's what happens. Jesus looks at you. He looks at my life and he says, now I want you to go feed them. Hold on. Whoa, God, wait a minute. I, I, I don't have what it takes. And even if I did, it's not enough. Even if I had it, it's not enough. Guess what? You're right. What you have isn't enough until it, makes, touch, until it touches his hands. What we have in our life is not enough. But when we give it to him, it becomes more than enough. And that's what happened that day. He's looking at him. Peter, uh, Philip began to doubt. He's looking at these 5,000 people, and he's, he's going, what are we going to do? How are we going to feed these people? How are we going to minister to these people? And Jesus just kind of over there with a smirk on his face going, I already know what I'm going to do. Don't let doubt creep into your life because you, God's given you exactly what you need to minister to the sheep that God's called, you to, that God's called to you in your life. It's there. It's, it's in your life. You just need to use it. You just need to tap into it. Why? Because doubt seems to creep into our life. And don't doubt what you've been given in your life. Don't doubt what, what you've been given in your life. And look at verse 7. Philip answered him and said, It would take more than a half year's wages to buy enough bread for each one of us to have a bite. Philip was basically saying, God, listen, even if we had it, it's still not enough. Even if we had this resource in our life, it's still not enough. And we've battled this over and over and over and over in our life. God, we don't have enough. God, you're calling me to do this, but I don't have enough. God, you're asking me to step out in this area, but I don't have enough. God, you're calling me to pay my tithes at church, but God, I don't have enough. Because if I pay it, then I'm not going to have enough to take care of my bills this week. That, you can't think that way. Because once God gives it to you, you give it back to him, and then the blessings flow. When you look at it, it's not enough. But when God puts something in your life, when he makes contact with it, it becomes more than enough. So what you have in your life is you have the resources that God's called you to have in your life. But God's asking you, listen, don't do it by yourself. Connect with me so that we can carry on this, this thing that I've called you, this ministry that I've called you to in our life. The resources are there. We just have to tap into them. You see, when we doubt God, listen to this, when we doubt God, you limit him. When you doubt God in your life, whether or not he can do what he says he's going to do or, or, or anything in your life, when you doubt him, you're basically telling him, God, I'm limiting you in this issue in my life because I don't think you can do it. You limit him. I don't want to limit God, amen? I want God's resources to be available to me at all the time. And if God says go, then that's what I need to do is I need to go. Don't doubt what you've been given in your life. Number three, it's my favorite one. Number three is this, the lunch that everybody still talks about. I told you this morning about our little brown bag special at Sonic. It's not that, I mean, it's not that impressive, but it's good. We talk about it. We go there all the time. So in this story, in this story, 
the lunch that everybody talks about. Verses 8, 9, 10, and 11, it says this. Another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. Here's a boy with five small barley loaves and two fish. But, but, say it with me. But, doubt creeps in. But, I don't think it's enough. How far is it going to go with so many? Jesus said, have the people sit down. There's plenty of grass in that place. And they sat down. And Jesus took the loaves and he gave thanks. And he distributed them to those who were seated as much as they wanted. And he did the same with the fish. Have you ever had one of those meals that you ate that you couldn't stop talking about it? You ever been to a restaurant and it was so good that you, as soon as you finished it, you were like, man, you're texting everybody going, that was the best food I've ever eaten in my life. And you couldn't stop talking about it. Think about that. This story we still talk about today. We still talk about that story today that happened over thousands of years ago. We still talk about it. That's how important it was. It was that good. The miracle was that good that we still talk about it today. That, that this little boy had this, this bag, this, this little brown bag special. It wasn't much. It wasn't much in there. But, there, but he, he gave it to God. He, he took what he had and he placed it in God's hands. This is, a, to me, it's an amazing story of faith. Because when the little boy left that morning with his sack lunch, I'm sure that in his mind he wasn't thinking that what was in the bag was going to feed so many people. I'm sure that he never thought that those five little barley loaves and two fish would feed so many people. And sometimes we look at our life and go, God, there's not much in the sack. There's not much in the sack, God, but God says, listen, I don't care about what's in the sack. I just care about you being obedient to me to give me what's in the sack. That's all he says. He's not worried about what's in here. Why? Because he knows what's there. He created you. He's not worried about what you're limited with. He's not worried about what's in your life because he already knows. He's just saying, listen, if you'll just take the brown bag special that I've given you and place it in my hands, you'll get to see things happen that you've never seen before. But the problem is, is that you got to offer it to him. What if the little boy goes, well, Jesus, hold on a minute. There's not much in here. There's not much in here, God. I don't think it's, gonna, I don't think it's really going to go far. I don't think it's really going to minister. There might be a few people that get to enjoy this, but not a lot of people are going to get to enjoy this. Jesus, he didn't ask him that. He just says, hey, let me have the lunch. Let me have the little brown bag special. Let me have that little, that little uh, um, Oh my goodness, I just lost my train of thought. That little, that little packet of food that we used to pack our daughter when she went to school. Uh, Lunchables, thank you. God, I don't have much in the Lunchable. God says, I'm not worried about how much is in the Lunchable. I just want the Lunchable. You see, the little boys didn't look at the, didn't look at the, ba- the bag and go, man, look at all these people. Look at all, how is it going to feed these people? He didn't look at all those people and go, man, there's no way. He just simply gives Jesus the bag. There wasn't enough in the bag to feed the people. I'm not smart, but I understand that five, lo- five loaves of bread and two fish is not going to feed 15,000 people or how many people they were there that day. I understand that. But I also understand that this is that when I'm limited and my hand makes contact with God, God takes that little bit and he multiplies it and uses them to do incredible things that I never thought he could do. Can you imagine that little boy standing that day watching all of these people eat this lunch And the more they reached in, there was just more food. Because it took place from his hands to Jesus' hands, and things began to happen in his life. The meal that everybody still talks about today. John chapter 6, verses 35 says this, Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. 
Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. And whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Unlimited resources. That if you're hungry, guess who you go to? You go to him. If you're thirsty, if you're you're having issues in your life, spiritual issues or physical issues, whatever, where do you go? You go to him. Why? Because the Bible says that he has unlimited resources for each and every one of you to, to minister to you right where you need him the most. But God says, listen, I just need the little... I just need the little bag. I just need what's in the little bag, and, and then I'll turn it into something great. You see, last week, you guys gave $137.18 to BGMC. Now, you're sitting here this morning, and you're thinking, well, that's not, that's, that's not a lot of money. It is a lot of money. But what I love about that story is that when other churches around the district give to BGMC, all that offering comes together as one big offering. So what $137 or $138 turns into turns into a couple of hundreds of thousands of dollars to go out to feed the community, to go out to give to missionaries. Because you know what? In our eyes, it's a little bit. But once it makes resources with other things around the district or around the state or around the world, guess what? That begins to grow much larger, which means it feeds more people and does more than what, God, for what God's called to do. It's a small amount until it makes, hand, until it makes His hands. And then, it, and then big things begin to take place. Again, Speed the Light. Our, our teenagers raised 20, over $2,600 for Speed the Light last year. But when all the churches came together in the state of Alabama, when, they, when this church sent in this offering and this church sent in that offering, listen, every church gave different amounts. There were some that gave $2,600. There were some that gave $1,000. And there were other churches that gave $20,000 or $30,000 or $50,000. But when it all comes together, guess what? They raised over $600,000 for Speed the Life to buy missionaries' vehicles and equipment and everything that they need for the gospel. We don't, listen, we serve a God that has all the resources. If we'll just give it to Him, He'll use it. It becomes larger when we all come together. When I begin to do my job and you begin to do your part, we begin to minister in more in ways why we we're coming together as one and it opens up a larger venue for us to take care of other people in our life you see there's not much in the sack when I look at my life every day I'm like God there's not much in the sack but God says it I don't need all that in the sack I just need you I just need you because once you step out in faith that's when you stop and I begin And that's what God's called us to do. God's called us to get to a point where we stop and he begins because he does so much in our life. Lives get changed when you and I give. Missionaries around this world uh, are feeding people and taking care of people and ministering to people. People, Listen, people are getting set free. We talked to a missionary couple this past week when we were down at the conference who's in, um, uh, in Africa right now. He was telling us the story of this. They were in the, their little boy got bit by a spider over in Africa, so they took him to the hospital. And while they were in the hospital, these two men brought this, dude, this guy in. He's probably 15, 16 years old, lifeless. I mean, there was nothing in his face. And so Bo is his name. He's watching this go on. And, so, uh, and then for some reason, the guy goes outside, and Bo goes outside and starts talking to him. Again, there's no life in this guy's face. He's just barely hanging on. He's just barely breathing. And he begins to talk about Jesus. He begins to talk about Jesus and the power in Jesus' name. And Bo said, in that moment, he said that face, that, that face began to have life in it. 
that he began to breathe on a, uh, you know, like he was supposed to. And he, and he began to stand up and he says, thank you for telling me about Jesus because I felt like I was dying, but you brought me life. You see, listen, we, we think that we have to preach the greatest message. All you got to do is talk about yourself and what God's done in your life. When you're in areas of your life, all you have to do is talk about Jesus. Don't talk about you. Talk about what Jesus has done in your life. God, there's not much in the sack. That's all. It doesn't matter because I've given you what you need. Just speak the name of Jesus over the situations in our life. What I love about in verse 11 in the New King James Version, Jesus says this. He says he took the two loaves and when he had given thanks, he distributed to the disciples and the disciples began to pass it out to everybody else. You see, God provides the miracle but he allows you to distribute the miracle. God provides the miracle just like he did that day. He's the one that increased that kind of stuff. But he used the disciples to pass the food out to everybody else. And that's what he's called us to do. He's called us to allow him to do the miracle, but he's called us to distribute among the people, to feed them, to love them, to, to share with them in their life. Psalms chapter 62, verse 8, it says this, Trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your hearts to him, for God is our refuge. For God is our refuge. The greatest meal that we still talk about today. And number four, Shelby, I want you to come this morning if you will. Number four, there was always leftovers. Verses 12 and 13, he says, when they had, when they had eaten enough of the food, he said to his disciples, now gather all the pieces that are left over. Let nothing be wasted. So they gathered them and filled 12 baskets with pieces of the five barley loaves left over by those who had eaten. You see, not only was it enough, but it was more than enough. It was more than enough that every disciple who came there that day empty-handed left with a basket of food. When God does it, He's going to do it big. When He does it, He's not going to do it small. He's going to do it big. So when you leave, you're going to leave with more than enough. Because we think, God, if you, can just, if you could just do this, and that's all that, just do this, and that's all. God says, listen, I want to do more than that. Don't waste it. Don't waste what God's given you. They didn't waste anything that day. They picked up, I'm sure they were going around picking up everything. They were picking up everything that was left over. Jesus says, don't waste any of it. Why? Because I want it to go to good use. I want people to, to be fed with it. God always gives us more in our life. You see, when we give to God, we always leave satisfied. Something tells me that, little, that day that that little boy left to go home, there was the biggest smile on his face he'd ever, that he'd ever had in his life. Just going, man, did you, did you guys see that? I'm sure he went home and told his mom and dad about what took place. And the next time Jesus was coming through the town, I'm sure that they probably went to meet him because they wanted to hear about this Jesus. He gave what he had in the lunch that day, and Jesus turned it into a do, an incredible thing. Don't waste what God's given you. If we feed them, God will supply them. Don't doubt what you've been given in your life. The lunch, everybody still talks about. The, one of the greatest miracles in the, in the Bible, we still talk about. And there's always leftovers. There's always more than enough to give out to somebody else. Philippians chapter 4, verses 19. And my God will meet all of my needs according to the, His riches in glory in Christ Jesus. My God will meet my needs. Your God, my God, same God that you serve, will meet your needs. He will meet your needs. 
He will give you exactly what you need in your life. There's times, again, when Jesus looks at you and says, hey, go feed my people. Well, how am I going to do it, God? How, how, what am I going to say? What am I going to do? How am I going to approach them? He just says, go. And the moment that you start, your feet start moving towards wherever you're going, that's when God starts dropping things in your life. Say this. Do this. Treat them this way. Unlimited resources are available to each and every one. The brown bag special. It may not look a lot. It may not be enough in the bag, but I'm telling you, it's more than enough because it makes contact with Jesus' hand. I want you to stand to your feet this morning all over this place. Thank you once again for joining us at Legacy Church. Stay tuned in to our website for updates on events and check out other messages under the online listening tab. We'd love to see you, so join us Sundays at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m. Have a blessed day.